going to be a little bit different this morning. Not terribly different. We've been reading this once in a while, but I want you to prepare, if you would like, no pressure. Uh, we have been uh, working through a series on thankfulness this month. And then next week, uh, how to celebrate? Yeah. Oh, hey, Kids World. Do we have kids or Kids World? We have so many kids that are here this morning. Oliver. Oliver, are you going to go? Yeah, buddy. Good job. All right. Listen, Oliver gets custom service today. So. Everybody else who stayed home today, you're missing out. All right. Uh, anyway, thank you for reminding me of that, Jay. Um, next week, we'll kick off a series on Advent. Advent uh, begins next Sunday, the 27th. That takes us all the way to Christmas. And uh, just as a reminder, we have Christmas Eve service here, 24th, uh, December 24th, 6 o'clock p.m. right here. No Sunday morning service on the 25th. And I think we will regather on New Year's Day, those who would like to come on New Year's Day. That will be our new service time, 11 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock on January 1st. All right? So come and join us for that. And we'll have some other details about that coming out uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you're a guest with us today, we'd love for you to stop by the Connect Center back here. Grab a Connect card. Just let us know that you've been here today. Give us an email and we'll shoot you a note. We won't come and be weird and embarrass you at your house unexpected or anything like that. We just want to uh, offer to pray for you and uh, and let you know that we enjoyed having you here with us this morning. There's also some things back there that you're uh, welcome to take home. Uh, one, there's some donuts back there. You can take one of those. Uh, donuts and cupcakes. And I think Don made us some coffee. Bless you. Uh, don't know what Don is today, but he's doing all right. Uh, but there's also some uh, materials back there. There's a, a book called uh, The God Questions uh, that you're welcome to take home with you, share with someone else, uh, tackle some of these questions like, how do we know? How do we know the Bible is true? Uh, why do bad things happen? Uh, a couple of other topics, all addressed from a biblical point of view. And uh, we found that to be a real helpful book for folks. So if you want to take one of those home, we, we welcome you to do that. But today, we're going to wrap up this series in uh, being thankful. And our theme has been thankful when, and the first one is thankful when the morning comes. That was mine. Last week, Jason, you were thankful before the morning comes. Is that right? Is that thankful when waiting? See how close it comes on iPad last time. Um, actually, it was really good. And it's on the uh, website. It's on the YouTube site. It's not in the podcast site, but it will be. And then today, uh, I'm taking a little bit different. I, I thought about tying into the same theme of day, the day before, waiting the next day, decided against that. Because what I wanted to express this morning is the same as the words that Paul, in writing his letter to the church at Philippi, the Philippians, expressed to the people there. And I want to express it to you. And then we're just going to take a few minutes. And if you would like this morning to just give a short testimony about something you're thankful for. Uh, we'll do that. I will ask you, uh, maybe uh, Jason can play our microphone runner at that time. Uh, we'll come to you with a microphone so folks joining us on the live stream this morning will be able to hear you or whatever you'd like to say. So we'll just take a few minutes for that, and then we'll be done this morning. We'll sing one more song before we go out. But here we are, Philippians chapter 1. If you've got a Bible with you or a Bible app, I encourage you to turn there with us. The words will be here on the screen. 
behind me, but we always encourage you to read along and make sure we're keeping things straight and we haven't left anything out. Uh, we're big fans of teaching in context and teaching from the Word here and letting it speak for itself with a little bit of maybe exposition, as we call it. All right, so here we are. The very first verse, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me ask you first, without cheating and looking, does anyone know the circumstances behind which these words were written? What is happening in the life of Paul and Timothy right now as they write these words? Anybody know? Yes, they're in prison. Again. Over and over and over again in the course of Paul's life as he's trying to share the gospel around the, the nations around Jerusalem, he finds himself being in prison, which is a bit of an irony because if you'll remember at the beginning of Paul's ministry, before that, he was actually one of the chief uh, instigators against the Church of Jesus Christ and was putting people in prison because they were preaching the gospel. And so then here there's this reversal of fortune that happens for Paul. He finds himself being imprisoned over and over again because he's out there preaching the gospel. And so he says uh, to all of these folks at Philippi, the pastors, the deacons, the servants in the church, he sends to them grace and peace. And I don't know about you, but if I were in prison, I don't know how peaceful I would feel and how much peace I would have to give. Uh, that sounds very stressful to me. I've known people in jail. They don't like it. It's a hard place to be. Um, we find in other accounts of Paul uh, and Silas, they're in jail, and they're not just in jail, but they're, they're tethered to the ground by chains where they can't move. And we know in that story... They're singing hymns and praises to God, and the entire jailhouse receives Christ because of their testimony. I, I hope that I could be that kind of believer, that kind of follower, to have that kind of faith and hope in Christ, even in the darkest time. All right, but here's what I want to share with you. I have terrible dry mouth this morning, so forgive me while I drink some water. Here's what I want to share with you. Verse 3. I thank my God in all my remembrances of you. Always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And that's what I'm thankful for today. I am thankful when I think of you. I am thankful when I see you. I'm thankful when I hear from you of what God is doing in your lives, of struggles that you have, times that you need me to pray with you and for you, times that you want to celebrate something fantastic that God is doing. I am thankful for you, as Paul says, upon my every remembrance of you. And I want you to know that from a pastor's heart. You are a blessing to us. 
we have been, uh, 2023 will be 20 years that we have been in this building, in this place, as Christ Community Church. And we have been through a lot of roller coaster ups and downs. And we have seen the church grow, and we have seen the church shrink through recessions. We have seen the church grow again. We have seen the church shrink through a pandemic. We are praising God that we believe that we're in a season again where He is faithful to us and He's going to grow us again into whoever He wants us to be next. But in all of that time, have there been uh, bumps and disappointments along the way? Most certainly. Have there been times that uh, I have uh, wounded people in our relationship? Probably so. Are there times that I've been wounded in our relationship? There have. And yet still, as I think of the names and faces of all the people who have come and gone through this building in the last 20 years, my overwhelming sense is that I thank God for you. You are a blessing. And why are you a blessing? It's right there in verse 7. Because of your partnership in the gospel from your first day until now. Which is why it doesn't matter if you came to us today or three weeks ago or a few months ago or you were here 20 years ago when we kicked this thing off. From the day that you have come, you are here because you believe in or you are seeking the person of Jesus Christ and his good news for the world. And because you possess that belief, we bless you. I am thankful for you. And it is no exaggeration that as I go through my week, uh, every now and then, you know, I'll drop a text to one of you somewhere and say, hey, just checking in on you, see how you're doing, because I know something going on in your life that's, that's caused some chaos or disruption. Um, sometimes uh, I just am driving along, and the Lord will bring you, as Paul says, at each remembrance, He will bring you to my thoughts. I might think of some of you that were involved in ministry directly together through your worship team, your tech team, administration, things like that. Um, Pastor Jason, my co-pastor, who's been with me for 30 years together in ministry. It might be someone like that. I think of something that we need to do together or something we need to talk about. And I, I, I kid you not, and this has not always been the case, but I kid you not that at my remembrance of you, my first thought is that I'm thankful. And so... I don't know if that means anything to you. I don't know if you care about it at all, but I wanted you to know because it's here in the Word. The example is here in Paul. He expressed his thanks to those who ministered with him and labored with him and served with him that he was thankful for them. And I want you to know that I'm thankful for you. And so he goes on to say in verse 6, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. There's a lot contained in there, but what he's saying is uh, this journey that we're on as we try to pursue this work of Jesus Christ, it's not an instantaneous thing. It's not a one and done. It's not one day and then it's over. Not only is it a lifetime pursuit, but it is something that in us will not come to its full completion until one of two things happens. One, we pass from this life into the next, and we are then in Christ Jesus fully in His presence. Or, Lord willing, 
the day that he returns to take his church home with him into heaven, and that will be his day. But nonetheless, I love this expression of faith, and I want to express it to you. I believe in God, I trust in him, that his purpose is to complete in each one of us the work that he has begun, and that that is a work that continues every day of our lives as we serve him. And then I love this, he says, in verse 7, it is right for me this, it is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Now, obviously there's something here I don't quite identify with, and that's being in prison. But can I tell you that there is a measure of comparison between being a pastor and being in prison. <laughs> it really is. Not because it's a terrible place to be, uh, not because uh, it's necessarily harsh, although in, in previous times there have been times that have been very difficult and felt very tortuous. But some might ask, 20 years you've been in this place, why are you still here? And I am still here. Jason is still here because we've talked about this. Because God compels us to be here. We are prisoners of grace to this ministry, to this service. As long as God will have us here, we are here. Listen, it's not for the money. It's not for the retirement plan, because there isn't one. It's not for the accolades, because very few people in this town know who we are and what we're doing. It's not for the praise or the fame. It is truly simply for the good news of Jesus Christ in my life and in your life. But God constrains us here. And I've had that experience before in the church where we were serving before we, we came to the church that became the Christ community. And I've, I've given this full testimony before, and I won't say the whole thing now. But Karen and I, who celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary yesterday, by the way, uh, she deserves the lion's share of the credit for that. She is an amazing, amazing woman. But in our early days of ministry, we served at a church, and it had gone well. It was very good. In fact, in that one, there was some fame. There was some notoriety. Um, we were we were pretty fancy, and I remember being in a swimming pool in Florida. We'd gone to a national conference, and it was late at night. Just the two of us in the pool, and as often happens when we go traveling, we discuss the landscape of our lives. You know, where are we going? What are we doing? Do we have dreams about tomorrow or the things we need to change? And we actually resolved in that pool that it was time for us to come back to Alaska, go to our church where we were very successful, and tell them it was time for us to move on. And we had no idea where we were going or what we were going to do or what God was going to call us to. We just felt it was time. And then we came back, and we bought a house, and then we had a baby on the way, and we had a solid job, and we decided that we weren't going to do that. And not long after that, it became a place I desperately didn't want to be anymore. 
but God would not let me go. He said, you missed my opportunity. And he made me stay a bit longer until circumstances arose that forced me to leave. I could not stay. And was that time period like prison? It really was. It was painful. It was hard. Um, it was filled with all sorts of minefields and traps and losses. And uh, sometimes we still feel the pain of that separation. Christ's community has never felt like that. They've been here. This has been a beautiful place. But there still is an element that I am, Jason is, imprisoned here by the good grace of God to serve in his place for this time, as long as he will allow, and as long as this church will exist, as long as this church will allow. And so, verse 8, he says, As God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And that is my prayer for you. When I think of you, I am thankful. And more often than not, when I pray for you, when I'm thankful for you, I pray for you. We've talked a little bit before about this idea of uh, praying without ceasing. <clears throat> and I actually saw on my Twitter feed this morning, which is still alive, by the way, today, it's still alive at the end of that sort of thing. Um, who knows where it's going to go from here? Uh, one of my friends had posted uh, that there's a modern day metaphor for this idea of praying without ceasing that I really like. And it's, it's texting. It's, it's instant messaging of some kind. It's this conversation that, that just flows back and forth, and it sort of never stops. Now, obviously, conversation can be like that, but texting, I think, works for me because of the distance it implies. You know, uh, now I don't know about you, but we text each other in our house, even. <laughs> I mean, we'll be sitting next to each other on the couch texting each other, which is fun. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, Karen's at work, Stephen's in the valley, Kristen's off doing something special when he's at college, I'm out running around, and we don't just message each other, you know, can you get some stuff from the grocery store? Often they're, they're funny little things that we found, or just messages that say, I love you, thinking about you today. Um, somebody might express something that they were thinking about and they want us to think about with them and give them some feedback, a challenge that they're facing, a job that they have to do. And that feels to me a lot like my prayer relationship with God, that I have strived to fulfill that, that encouragement to pray without ceasing, that I try throughout my day, and often it was provoked by thoughts of you, my thankfulness for you will provoke me then to just converse with God. I would encourage you to, to think about that and engage in that as well. It's not something that has to be distracting. Even in the midst of your work, you can engage in it because I will often, I'll be working on something, I'll be struggling with something, whether it's physical or in a class I'm doing or 
structuring a message, working on a technical issue in computer hardware or something. And when I'm successful, I often, and I did not used to be this guy, but I will often just say thank you. And it's genuine from the inside out because I have found that there is a, an abiding presence with God that I can experience if I am consistently expressing myself to Him in scripture, to see Him or hear Him in some way, and even the small, little, like, banal, unimportant moments of my life, because He is there. My prayer for you is that you will encounter and experience more fully every day that I will encounter and experience more every day along with you the grace and peace of Christ, His presence with us through the Holy Spirit. And that in so experiencing that, I will become one and you will become one who fulfills the purpose of the good deal, which is to be salt, to be light, to be goodness, to be peace, to be encouragement, to be uh, morality within the world in which we live, that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, and that it will be something that gives glory and praise to God. So, I hope that it's an encouragement to you as you go from here today, that if, if maybe if God brings this moment to your remembrance this week, next week, next month, that you will take some comfort, encouragement, pleasure in the idea that at least one person thinks of you and is thankful for you and prays for you in the name of Jesus. All right, so, uh, Jason, you want to grab a microphone from somewhere? I'll give you Karen's if she doesn't mind sharing. Anybody has something they'd like to express as far as being thankful or whatever else? Just ask you to keep it brief. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I am thankful for my wife. Most of you realize that I lost my wife uh, a couple of months ago. We had 48 years of uh, marriage. That was wonderful. But I'm thankful for her for many reasons. And one of them is that when we first met, I was not a churchgoer. I was a searcher. I was an agnostic. And she said, if you're going to be with me, you need to come to church and, and listen and learn and keep an open mind anyway. So she was responsible for me being saved and me coming to faith in Jesus and in God. And because of that faith, I have a certainty and a knowledge that our separation is really only a temporary thing, a short thing, and that we will be joined together very shortly. In fact, even before I started to church, we, we realized that we were destined to be together for eternity, and we insisted that the uh, uh, minister that uh, joined us in marriage express it that way, and not till death do you part, but you're together for all eternity. And so uh, I'm blessed by uh, having been married to her, and I'm blessed that she brought me to faith, and I'm blessed that through that faith I have the hope 
that there is eternal life and that we'll see each other soon. wanted to say that I'm just thankful for the many, many miracles that we see all around us. I'm inspired by the mountains that I look at every day, by the snow, the beauty of that, the beauty of the ocean that's around us, the beauty of the world. This world that God has given to us is just filled with miracles everywhere. Anywhere you look, there is a miracle. And in every person you look, there is a miracle. And for that, I am eternally grateful. As you're thinking, uh, I just want to say I am thankful. Uh, I am thankful in like a two-sided coin sort of way. Um, I came to know Christ over 30 years ago now, and uh, when I came to know Christ, I was not a bad person, and I did not have a bad life, but I am thankful that God did not leave me the person that I was when I met him, and I am equally thankful that I am not yet who he will make me to be. Um, you know, it's so easy to sometimes get caught in the moment of our lives, but it's good that periodically we look back and we see not just what God has brought us through, but we see who we used to be and who he has transformed us into so that we can look ahead and we can go, if, if I am this in him now, who am I going to yet be? And I'm thankful for that. very thankful for God's getting me through the challenges I'm going through. I take it one day at a time, but I know that he'll always be there for me. And I know that there is a, there's a rainbow over the clouds in the storm right now. Because I'm still learning the faith that God's been giving me on a daily basis. Um, I've grown up with faith. But now I think I'm realizing that through the darkest of times, I can still, he's always there for me. So I'm just thankful that um, he will always be there for me because I believe in him. thankful for tap water. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in a place where tap water could make me severely ill or kill me. And when I got back to Seattle from India, I just got a drink of water because I could out of the fountain. But we have a great blessing in the U.S. in that things we take for granted like a sewer system that works, 
we turn the tap and water comes out. We flip the switch and the lights come on. It's a great, and the sewers are a great protection to public health. When you go to a place that doesn't have a functioning sewer system or trash collection, so I'm really thankful for the infrastructure we have in the U.S. and all the people that keep it going. It's so important. I just emphasize when you get to a place where none of that's happening. I just want to say I'm thankful for family and friends and God's family, how we encourage one another. What a blessing it can be to come to church and fellowship with brothers and sisters, God's family. Um, I'm thankful for the Lord's way to move mountains. I was told that we wouldn't be able to have kids naturally, but now I'm three months pregnant with our baby girl. So our lives can change. So I'm thankful for my friend Don here. Um, We met earlier this past summer on a ferry out to Fox Island to go diving together. Um, And instantly you can just kind of feel a, a warm aura around him. And it's, it's definitely Christ's aura. Um, and we talked on the island, and he invited us to his church. And we've been coming, you know, as frequently as we'd like to be, um, me being in the Army and having family coming up and stuff like that. But um, we've, we've been here for a year and a half, and this is the first place that really spoke to both of us, made us feel like we're at home. So thankful for him, thankful for all, all of you as well. Um, not original thought, but I have three things I'm going to hop on. One, two, three. (laughs) Um, Incredibly thankful for my spouse, Sam. He has been a rock during a really challenging year. Just couldn't be more grateful. And thanks for sharing when things get hard. Um, I'm thankful that for hard things because I'm a really independent person and when stuff gets hard, I remember my need. Um, and that doesn't pop up for me near often enough. And so I get, I get that perspective when stuff gets tough. And I'm thankful for the medicine that we have uh, access to in this country. Just thinking about the crazy things that I've gone through with cancer treatment this last year. And I'll be in treatment for some years to come. But what they're able to do now is remarkable. There's no guarantees for any of us, but it's just, it's, it's incredible. So, three. I'm thankful for three things. One is my pastor up there. We've been friends for almost 48 years, I think. And this man has gotten me through a lot, just with prayer, talking. Tracy, thank you. The second thing is going through a heart operation this 20, what, eight weeks ago. And 
knowing that this church prayed for me, but also my parents and everyone, and going into it not knowing what would happen. And a verse that stuck with me was Psalms 104, which says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That stuck with me that whole time and to this day it still does because there's not a day I wake up and I praise his name and not a moment when I go to bed and I praise his name. And the third thing is my mother died almost now two years ago. She was my rock, my friend. And I'm thankful that you led me to the Lord before way before she died. We don't know when people pass, but we're thankful for them because of what they've done for us. Not our heart or mind stops because of the moment I think of her every day. So I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for my mom and dad because without them I wouldn't know the Lord.
blessed week, a great Thanksgiving, folks. Right after this service. Don't forget, all leftovers go in my belly. <laughs> <laughs>